you ever wonder why a person of faith can also live a life that lacks the peace, clarity, and abundance that the Bible promises to those who follow Christ? The answer is found in the subtle difference between having faith and acting on that faith. It's called trust. And in today's video, you'll learn how to trust God with your whole heart to experience His power in your life no matter what challenges you may be facing. Stay tuned. Welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. If you are new here, welcome. Please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a video. And for those of you returning, welcome back. For daily encouragement, beloved Bible study series, and unlimited videos to grow your faith, I invite you to join the Beloved Women app. Even as women of faith, if we're completely honest, sometimes we just don't trust God. Not because we don't want to, but because for one, it's hard. Two, we don't want to release control. And three, we don't really understand what it means to trust God or what it practically looks like to surrender to God in real life situations we face that are just as important as they are uncertain. In today's video, we're studying Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 to learn what it really means to trust God, why many of us think we're trusting God when we're really not, and practical steps you can take to trust God with your whole heart. But first, we must understand the difference between faith and trust. Faith is a noun that means a belief in God. Hebrews 11 describes faith as believing or hoping in something you can't see or explicitly prove. Trust is also a noun, but it's also a verb. It's what you do with the faith that you have. And that subtle difference between faith and trust is the reason why some Christians experience God much differently than others. It's why some people of faith walk in the abundant life Christ promised and others don't. This is why Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 instructs us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. This verse makes me think of Peter walking on water. He first asked Jesus to call him out to the water. So Jesus says, come. Peter then believes and has faith in Jesus. But when he acted on that faith and literally lifted his foot up and out of the boat, he trusted Jesus. Trusting God isn't just believing he's good and all powerful and that he loves you. It's acting like it. Trust is the embodiment of your faith. Now, now I get it. We're afraid to trust because we think if we actually act on this faith and step out, we just might drown. This is why the scripture says to trust in the Lord, not what happened in the past, not your resources, not your own ability or capacity. Trust must be in someone who is sure so that it will not fail us. And God is sure. If we really want to trust God with our whole heart, we can't think of him like we think of everyone else. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind. He has said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will not fulfill it. To grow our trust, we have to grow our knowledge of God because he is who we're putting our trust in, 
not people, not circumstances, not ourselves. Now, one part of today's verse that we must not miss is that we don't only just trust God, but we are called to trust him with our whole heart. Not doing so is why many fool themselves into thinking that they trust God when they really don't completely trust God. God's not looking for a partial trust where we trust him with some things and not all things, where we trust him with our finances, but not our marriage, or we trust him with our kids, but not our health, or we trust him to forgive our sins, but not to order our steps for the future. I want you to think of a trust fall where you stand in front of someone and you allow yourself to fall back to practice the art of surrender and trust, believing that the person behind you will catch you. This activity is done to reinforce one's ability to trust. It shows that when I let go, when I surrender, when I fall back, I can expect to be caught. Today's verse is telling us not to lean or fall back on our own understanding because that will fail us. So then what are we to lean on? God's truth, his promise, his character. We don't have to understand how everything will work out to trust God because trust is not based on a perfect plan or knowing what will happen. Trust is based on God, who he is, and his character. Our common mistake is feeling like we can't trust God until everything is as we expected. But that's not faith. That's not trust. Trust is acting on a faith that hopes in what you can't see because you don't have to see to know that God is trustworthy. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't just believe We actively walk in that belief. We act on that faith. Think about your actions. Do they align with someone who believes in God or someone who is acting on their own understanding? If you're at a crossroads today and you're not sure which way to go or you're afraid to move forward with where you know God is calling you, ask yourself, what would someone who completely trusts God do? Now, Jesus serves as the perfect example for us to answer this question. This is why we follow his way. He's the example we need to follow as someone who desires to trust God wholeheartedly because that's exactly what he did even until death on the cross. And now all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him and he reigns in heaven with God. When Jesus prayed to God to take the cup of crucifixion from him, he said, yet not my will, but yours. He didn't lean on his own understanding, but he trusted God. Our greatest temptation when it comes to trusting God will be to lean on other things. We'll want to lean on money, status, relationships, or more. And these things are not bad in and of themselves, but we are not to lean on them or trust in them. Even when we don't understand, we are to trust in God. Now, this doesn't mean we have an ignorant, blind faith. We are not required to be stupid to trust God. It means we don't have to know everything to know that God will do what he said he will do and be who he promised to be no matter what. To lean on God, look at his track record. When has he failed? When has he forsaken his children? The psalmist said, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging. 
for bread. We don't trust God because we're ignorant. We trust him because he's trustworthy. So we don't just trust him with all of our heart. We also acknowledge him in all of our ways. The word acknowledge in today's verse means to know by experience, to perceive, or to recognize. As we see God in everything, we can trust him with anything. Trust is very much what we do, but also what we choose not to do. It's stepping back when we need to allow God to be God because we understand we can't do anything apart from him. It's this level of humility where faith grows and trust is built because you can't trust in God if your pride is in yourself. Proverbs 3 verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It's our trying to control, our trying to do it all on our own, or holding on when we really need to be letting go that stops us from walking in faith and stepping out in sincere trust in God. It's funny because in trying to control to get what we want, we can actually end up doing the opposite. It's surrender to God that gets you into his perfect will for your life. Then it's here that today's verse says he will direct your path. We want to know the path. We want to pave the way, but God does not call us to do any of that. He says, trust me, and then he will do it. As the apostle Paul shared about establishing and growing churches, he said that some water and some plant, there is work to do. But then he reminds us that it is God who brings the growth. We can't do both our part and God's. We do what we're called to do and trust God to do his part. And guess what? He will. Thessalonians 5 verse 24 says, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. God's call is to trust him and he will do it. He will do the rest. How often y'all do I get this backwards though? I want to do it. I want to make it happen. I want to see it first and then I'll trust, but that's not how it works. As we step out and walk in faith, we do so knowing that we do our part and God will surely do his. He will do it. He will make it happen. So what does all this look like practically? It looks like doing what God is calling you to do. You don't have to do it all at once because you probably don't even know all the steps, but what's the next step? If he's called you to reconcile a relationship Pray about it and start to draft a message to reach out to them. If he's called you to write a book, open up a Google Doc and brainstorm all your ideas. If he's called you to move, start looking at and touring new homes. You don't have to have it all figured out to trust God, but you do need to make a next move to truly walk in faith. So let me know, what's the next step of faith you're taking today? And let's encourage one another in the comments. As you trust God by taking steps to actually live out your faith, I encourage you to hold on to his promises to keep you encouraged along the way. If you're not sure what those promises are, I encourage you to watch this video where you will learn five promises of God for women who choose to trust God. And for more encouragement, download my free Bible study called Worry Free to learn the three lies feeding your worry and the truth to finally set you free at belovedwomen.org. Thank you so much for watching today. And until next time, be beautiful, be blessed, and be loved.